Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxime, your host. This is the intersection between personal story, health, spirituality, change, and consciousness. Because I believe these are the things that will allow us to walk the bridge from the old to the new. We are living in the times prophecies have spoken of for centuries, and the end can only become a new beginning through each of us. So as we find ourselves navigating the crumbling and humbling, let us settle into spaces and places that lead us back to the truth and magic of all that we are, whilst having some fun along the way. And that's what I hope this will bring you. Today's guest is the beautiful Sheridan Joy Austin. She is the founder of Forage, which is a natural wellness blend for women, but it is also amazing for children and men. She is a clinical nutritionist by background and a mother of two. Now, she also coincidentally <laughs> founded the business once she created the wellness blend. So, yeah. There is a whole array of things going on within that, and she is such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and insight on all things health, well-being, men's health, children's health, women's health. So she's the perfect person to have on the podcast, and she's funny. So I couldn't think of anybody better to have such a broad range of topics covered. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. Welcome, Sheridan. I'm so excited for today's chat um, for many reasons, but partially because I've watched your journey over the years. And before I start any conversation, people that are listening know what the first question is, but I always have a question that I asked every guest, which is, what is your medicine for the world in your own words? Oh, medicine for the world. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and that doesn't have to be big, right? Like world sounds so big, but sometimes it's like out in a world. It's for the people that we're touching. It's for the people that are directly in contact with us. It's, you know, we all have something to gift is my belief. So when I mm -hmm. ask that question, it's what what is your gift? Like what are you here to help create change in or with? Um, I think it would be the understanding or the penny drop moment that you don't have to live with the symptoms that you feel like are a part of you. Mm. Um, I feel like that would be the main thing because as soon as that can kick in and that realisation and that honouring of the body and honouring of this every moment, every day and one life that you get, mm. you know, it's it's a choice of how we want to live those mm -hmm. um, so I think realizing that you can live without the things that are keeping you from living in your um or your most potential life and mm -hmm. that can open up a whole new experience for someone literally in every moment and every day and mm -hmm. of course in their life yeah Totally. And I, I love that. And I resonate with it so strongly, like symptomology. So maybe this is where the conversation starts, right? It's like, we, we put up with things. Um, and maybe it's not even that we put up with them. It's that we don't have an awareness that symptoms are a cue, right? They're, they're messengers. And I would love for you to kind of speak to symptoms, you know, what really are they? How do people 
look beyond what the symptoms are showing and where do they start when that sort of stuff is expressing itself because it's not something that just happens overnight often so can you speak on that a little bit (laughs) yes of course um so I see, as you said, um, a symptom as a form of communication because the body can't act, doesn't have a voice. Mm. So it's this communication to us, our brain, that's very like logical, literal, problem solving. Um, it needs something to um, this equal that type thing. But it's taken many years or we've had this gap in the human lifespan where we haven't had trust in the communication Mm -hmm. and we're kind of, I guess, learning to relearn that we need to start listening to those forms of communication Mm -hmm. because previously, of course, before we had the ability to just pop something over those symptoms or some people know have had the fortunate awareness that when we experience these symptoms, it is the body going, hey, can you just listen for a second? I need something. And so, or, and that something might be, it might be a particular nutrient. It Mm -hmm. might be um, that you need rest. It might be that you need nutrients from the sun or just the sun in general. Mm -hmm. It could be that there's this emotional issue going on because we can't ignore those. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like you could go so deep with it, but yeah. those are probably the main things that you would want to look to. Mm-hmm. And then we can utilize, say, um, food as medicine, like the nutrients within that to help with that. We could use um, herbs to mm-hmm. be an another option of masking the symptom, mm-hmm. so covering up the symptom whilst we work on why is that occurring. So yeah, I guess an emotional perspective of that, um, for example, would be, you know, of course we can um, <clears throat> have particular emotions that come out in any way, whether it be like holding on to um, something you want to speak up on, which mm-hmm. can be sinus. So you, maybe you're not being truthful for some sort of mm-hmm. reason. Um, and so, hey, because sometimes we can't be truthful <laughs> for any reason, maybe out of respect or the health of your child or the safety of your child or mm. just, you know, for keeping someone else's sanity, who knows? But, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, that can reflect in sinus, mm-hmm. not speaking your truth. So it might be working on that, but, of course, we do other things as well to support that, like whether it be antimicrobial herbs, it could be nutrients to support the immune system, certain probiotics to support your gut health and your immune system. Um, But, of course, then what can happen with the sinus? There might also be lingering anxiety. And then it's going, okay, well, why am I anxious? And digging deep as to why, what's triggering it, And then, of course, utilising other particular herbs and nutrients that can support lowering your anxiety and not just going, oh, well, this is me now, this Mm. is my life, allow it to keep building and building and building up and getting worse and worse and worse and instead catching it, honouring it, respecting it and but then catching it because, of course, we all experience symptoms because we are human Mm-hmm. that is the communication and we are in because I feel like also in the health world it's 
um, as if we can't experience symptoms. Like it's like, oh, you know, like if you've got something, a symptom, then something's wrong with you and you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is there's a lot of things in this world that we can't control. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can only control our world. And also sometimes within that world, maybe you want to let loose a little bit for a second. <laughs> maybe you want to live a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to surrender and <laughs> traveling does that. Experiences yeah. do that. Um yeah maybe different relationships that you're you're in or whatever but yeah it's not just constantly popping something over that symptom and instead honoring expecting okay I know maybe why are there or maybe I don't know let's dig deeper um, but let's not let it continue and become this underlying thing that's going to progress into something worse so what I describe it is is like starts off with like little whispers and then it turns, it can turn into screens. And then that's when we're like, oh, okay, uh, I will listen. <laughs> I like just saw like a Mack truck with like all the lights on and like the honk going yeah. off. And it's like, yeah. you either listen to the whispers or you wait for that moment. And that's yeah. usually like um, not something that we want to experience, but sometimes I feel at a deeper level we need to experience um but then as you say it's like once you have an awareness around symptomology and I love that you actually brought up the piece around how the health world can sometimes come across as like that symptoms are a bad thing but it's like when we're living life we need symptoms because it's like it shows us when things are imbalanced when things are out of balance and as you already kind of alluded to it's like that symbiotic relationship between mind body and spirit it's never just one thing so Yes, it's presenting physically, but it might be an emotional thing. It might be a thought thing, right? Because thought creates emotion. So it's like there are so many things. And I, what I love about the body and what you were describing is like it's an avenue in. Because mm. when we start working at the roots, which is like tending to, okay, how's your nutrition? How's your water? How's your sleep? How's all the basic kind of stuff that you have influence over directly and once you're hitting those things if it's like oh it's still showing itself then it's like okay what else could there be and you know I I feel that's unique in your approach because you've also got children and (laughs) I feel like um I'm not yet a mother but I have been around children a lot more the last few years and I have lots of friends that have children and that surrender piece right it's like when it's just you you have so much influence over what's going in your body how it's going in your body what you're doing with your time when little ones come along that's a whole different game right and I would love for you to kind of maybe share the that experience for you from somebody that's been so consistent so you know knowing what's good for you how you like things when you like things all of that sort of thing and then moving into the season of motherhood and how that actually has to soften you into a level of surrender because not everything is influenceable, right? You've got little children that have their own minds, their own desires, their own wants, needs. I want this food. I want that food. Like how have you navigated that? Because I feel like there'll be mums listening to this, particularly new mums even, or maybe potential women that are wanting to become mums. Like these are the little things that don't get spoken about very often, but wisdom and insight on that can be so powerful. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah, and I love that you've brought this topic up 
Um, and I also love that you are also honoring with, you're not even a mum yet and you fully like can see what might be happening. Yeah, yeah. Experience <laughs> because it is true. And like this is the thing. And people, as I was speaking before, could have even been like, ah, oh, you know, sometimes I can't listen to what my body's trying to tell me. And I get it mm-hmm. because I am like that. I was like that yesterday, for example, where it's like, yeah. I actually know I should rest, but mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, my body really wants me to rest lately and it, it has been harder to do that. And so that's mm-hmm. just one example where, you know, you've got a certain period of time to maybe do certain things because you're away from your children for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I've only got this time. Um, if it was old me, I would definitely have a little rest and I've got the rest of the day or maybe even today. But no, he wanted me. So he's in bed with me and I'm like trying to work a little bit at the same time, but it's very hard. You'd need to surrender to that moment of going, I'm here with you right now and that has to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was lying there, I was thinking like, I cannot believe there are some people that have their own businesses that don't have to attend to children. Mm. <laughs> like I was like, whoa, that is insane to me because, and and what I mean by that is, when you have your own business and children, you're juggling that, like there are definitely some surrender moments and sacrificing moments that you need to take. And that might mean that your health does get put on the back burner for however long. It might be a day, it might be an hour, it might be a Mm. week, two weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, And that's just because whatever the circumstance is and you just do the best you possibly can. And totally, so let's speak about like foods and nutrition, I guess, like you know, with children, um, there's so much to learn for anyone that is going to become a mum or in the thick of becoming a mum and yeah, letting their guard down a little bit more. more. Mm. And, um, it depends on the circumstance, the willingness of the parent in the moment, because sometimes you might be at capacity and you just can't handle another tantrum. So you, someone might give in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It depends on that person's strength at the time, honestly. Mm. So, and what I'm thinking about in my mind, which I haven't really like, I guess, worded is that, you know, let's think about a moment where you are, I know, with other people, with other friends, or even at home and they see some sort of food, but you don't want them to have it. Um, or you're out there at a party and you actually don't want them to have that either. Um, You know what's going on when they have that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know too much. You're at the point of like almost knowing too much. Yeah, There's some things that I'll definitely never sway on, but there's certainly some moments where you need to fully surrender and go, that really sucks and I know what it's doing to your body, but let's embrace it. Like, whatever. I want you to, if you're going to eat that, I want you to feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like it's going to, like, kill you right now yeah. um, and create this trauma around it. Mm. And that also comes into trauma around their childhood. Yeah. <laughs> now, this sounds really dramatic and, like, maybe I am being dramatic and maybe, so people can look at this in so many different ways, but in my mind, and I could be wrong or right, but in my mind, I'm going, well, 
Okay, so we're somewhere where every other child is having a marshmallow around a fire right now. Mm. And this sucks. Yes, I have brought marshmallows to those things before, like my own homemade marshmallows, in the hope that they would be stoked with those. But no, they want exactly what every other child has. Yeah. They don't want to miss out. And so in those moments, yeah, I fully surrender and go, that really sucks but what's worse right now is Mm. it that you're going to feel isolated um, and you know you know you might be really and those emotions might come out the next day or a week later or even in future and this zero to seven year time frame these little moments can come up later in life maybe they do feel left out and who knows how that could come out yeah. Um, because what is little to us for them is actually so big to them. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it's going, I will do the best where I can. And when I can't, it is that surrender and finding that inner peace rather than tying it with like angst or mm. literal stress because no one needs that. And that goes the same with them deciding on what food that they're going to consume. They don't also need that stress or that angst because we know that that is just as hectic as like eating something that's super inflammatory. Mm. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. There's been a lot of a lot of um. Yeah. Surrendering like crazy. You know. <laughs> you know, a few hours sleep and going. I know I am actually basically surviving off my bulletproof coffee today, but that's just gonna have to do. <laughs> But, you know, I feel like the other thing like that I kept hearing in that is like the word resiliency, right? When you build good foundations, there's a little bit more room for flexibility. And that's something that, yeah, I would also love for you to speak on in a second, but it's like this is the whole purpose of building good health foundations, right? It's like to be able to live life. It is not to have our health choices controlling and confining us to what we can and can't experience it's like it actually allows us a little bit more gray to go and experience life but it's like what we're doing most of the time matters than what we're doing some of the time and those beliefs around our health practices for the little ones that are watching us right it's like if you are creating like a distorted view around those things because it can very quickly become something that we could become obsessive over and sometimes we need to experience that because then it's like okay well that actually isn't facilitating health because health is a bigger picture it's also social is such a big aspect of that and connection and being around people and it's like yeah those sorts of things are something that are not just for people with kids it's also for us to relearn because if we've been in this health space or if we've been working on you know, restoring our health, if we've had things come up where we've really had to refine that and work on those things, sometimes we can also get really rigid, right? Yeah. And and that can that can be really difficult. So yeah, I think that's a really important topic because it is true. Um, you know, when there are health challenges that someone is being faced with, that's a completely different story. So someone might listen to that and go, well, the thing is, is my child has autism or Mm. my child has rheumatoid arthritis, literally, or um, my child suffers severe anxiety. So, or is currently suffering worms, for example. Mm. Yeah. And so, and that goes the same with an adult, like, oh, well, actually right now I can't, um, or I choose not to, not that I can't, I choose not to. um, And I have peace within myself to choose not to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
embark on whatever it is in that moment. And so it depends on, yes, that foundational health that someone has or doesn't have in the moment because Mm. sometimes it's really not worth it going, oh, actually I will have that because sometimes for someone it will do nothing. For someone else it might be a migraine for a few days. Yeah. For someone else it could be anxiety for a few days or that night or sleeplessness and and it again it depends on the resilience of that person in that moment yeah Um, and what is priorities I think that's that's really what it is is what's my priority understanding that and being able to use food in that way and that you don't miss out like if people haven't seen your recipes please go and check them out (laughs) because she basically has a nutrient-dense alternative for anything that is not that (laughs) and they are delicious they look delicious and sometimes it's also just we don't know what we don't know and we don't know that there are alternative ways to do things so I love that yeah food is medicine Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up because um, it's really important that someone recognises that, oh, it doesn't mean you need to go, well, I really want that croissant or whatever it is, and then you're left without anything. You know, you might feel, oh, my God, I'm completely deprived, like, and then that creates this internal battle of, and then that might turn into self-sabotage or it might turn into binge eating later in the day or mm-hmm. might turn into never making your health changes that you actually deserve to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that moment, go, well, that sucks. I choose not to have that croissant. Um P.S. I keep saying choose really direct because I don't want someone to think I can't have it because you actually can, but you're choosing to not have it because you choose to feel better for whatever reason. So it's going, okay, well, I choose not to have that, but I'm going to have a chalky panna cotta instead. Mm. Or even if it's something bought, like I'm going to have maybe a loco love instead. And yes, that's like got heaps of sugar in it, but it's bloody delicious. It's not going to create the inflammation yeah. that other things cause mm-hmm. that, you know, depending on the person. So there's going to be something else yummy and delicious. You are going to suffice your happiness when it comes to food because I, I don't care what when people are like, oh, we don't need food to feel happiness or whatever. But no, historically it does bring connection and like happiness and, mm-hmm. yeah, people together but also just the joy of celebrating food foods is is great (laughs) it is and sometimes as simple as that it's just great like food is amazing it's one of the best things about being human we have senses like right we're sensory beings we're meant to experience all of our senses and taste is such a big one of them um and you know just to shift gears a little bit I have been a user of forage for the last few years which is the blend that you created for you postpartum I would love for you to speak to that a little bit and also the journey because I'm I have a hunch that you never expected it to become what it's become in terms of the business and all of the things that came from that so I would love you know to kind of take people on that journey of why you started it where did it come from why those nutrients and all of that and I will reweave those questions in because there's many in one (laughs) so don't worry I won't expect you to remember all of that but let's start with the why like how did how did you create it and why did you create it yeah okay so um 
No, of course, this is like one of my favourite topics. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Let's go back to when you said you feel like I didn't realise. I had no idea it was going to become what it has become. Like zero clue. I actually had no idea it I was creating a business I'm not even kidding like I'm so I was I guess I still am not really not business minded that built like that that I literally had no idea that I was creating a business all I was focused on was creating what was needed (laughs) for me and beyond basically yeah so but now to give perspective I guess it it's it's global. It's international. I just can't even believe like where it has gone. Like I still am in complete disbelief. Like mm-hmm. I have no idea. Even just, um, I don't know if you saw, but we did this little thing last night. We as in kind of like more I, <laughs> where I was like, <laughs> giving things with their orders, but then, you know, do this, do this, and then leave a review and you also get that kind of thing yeah I was like oh they have to do a lot to put a review like probably no one's gonna do that you know (laughs) like I was like oh maybe a few people will maybe not but like that's cool um because yeah you had to do a lot to get this free thing and then there are so many reviews now like in the last 24 hours it's just crazy and beautiful stories um Mm -hmm. from people and it's like whoa like so I just had this real moment of gratitude this morning. It's just like, oh, like I'm I'm glad I can see where it is going, you know. I'm, we're so blessed with technology these days that we can meet the person, not not actually meet them, but like see what it's actually doing because that's mm. just like the biggest kick up your bum to go, cool, thank you so much. I'm on the right path. It's helping people, blah, 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 mm. you know. So, yeah, it's it's. It's gone, um, you know, way beyond than I expected. But going back to the, I'm still humble now, but extremely humble days, I guess, where um, what I, when I became pregnant, so I've got a huge passion, as you know, for trying our best to get our food, our nutrients from food where possible. Yeah. I understand that isolated and synthetic nutrients are there for a reason and um, we utilize them well and in the right context and knowing what we know. Um, However, nature really, or I found nature majority of the time proves us wrong in many circumstances in the sense that 50 years or 30 years or 10 years or two years down the track, we find out that this particular synthetic nutrient actually is not so great. It's making you more depleted and it needs this and this and this and this to go with it in order for it to do its job, Mm -hmm. it's actually creating worse symptoms for you than making you better. So when I know this about quite a few different nutrients, Mm. it's going, well, what do we not know about all those other ones? Mm. So for example, when I got pregnant, the reason I really went down this rabbit hole was because even to like, I became pregnant um, unexpectedly. So like it was like, oh my God, I'm in this whole new journey. And <laughs> here you go. You're happy and I'm ready to come through. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I originally was like, okay, all right. So I know what we need, 
Um, but how am I going to get them basically? Mm-hmm. And making sure you're actually reaching the amounts we need to yeah. support yourself, but also the growth of a baby. Yeah. Um, so even people that I was like, or am and still and was inspired by, they'd be like, oh, just take this prenatal and off you go. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go to the doctor to get like, you know, the testing we needed and the referral. And they'd be like, oh, just take um, folic acid and off you go. That was literally the care, you know? Mm. Like, are you effing kidding? So from there, I didn't know what I was about to do, but what I was doing was, okay, well, I'll take this, like I'll take chlorella, I'll take beef liver, I'll take camu camu, I'll take fruit-based fermented probiotics, I will take, um, what else? Oh, iodine, like through kelp, through drops um, and all sorts of things. So I was taking them all separately and not only is that expensive, annoying, not really knowing, I guess, how much of what you should have and like just kind of, like, I mean, you can, but like, you know, you're just kind of like incorporating it in your diet and sometimes mm-hmm. you're not having it every day because it's too much effort yeah. and um, or you run out and then something else like, like it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. yeah. Um, so then sat around me, some of my friends started to become pregnant as well. And they were like, Sheridan, what do we have? And I was like, I get this from this website. That, <laughs> that. Um, and yeah, not only is it annoying for them, it was also annoying to communicate with. And mm-hmm. if you look back in my old consultation notes for clients that would be get would get pregnant, it's like all separate things. And now what I can do is just say, hey, take some foraged. Yes, there's some other things around that you can take as well because, you know, there's, I believe personally, there's never, ever one pop wonder quick thing that is going to provide us everything in the entire planet that we need. Yeah. Um, I think you're delusional to to think that. Um, be nice, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I could go on that for ages. But anyway, so I ended up, putting going I don't even know what the moment was but I just was like I need to do this I am mm. creating an all-in-one type thing yeah. because of course there was people online asking what I'm having and it's just like I'm doing this and this was when I was pregnant with Malachi <clears throat> and so he's my first and I um started to work on it during my pregnancy but then when he came along I really got deep into the exact formula, the exact suppliers, the creation. And it took a minimum of like two years to really come to life Um, because things just take so long. Mm. Also, the learning process in with, within that was really wild. And for anyone that thinks that, A, it's easy or B, um, it's easy (laughs) I feel like she's about to come with a reality check (laughs) well no not so much that but yeah but the thing the where I'm actually going which might be surprising is that when we're finding ingredients or when we think we're actually just for example getting straight up beetroot juice Mm -hmm. you know when we're looking at ingredients list and it's like oh yeah beetroot juice whatever um most of the time it's very hard to find an ingredient that is free from things like maltodextrin, Mm. silicon dioxide, 
um, and other sprays within it. So you might think you're consuming that, but little do you know, you might be consuming silicon dioxide or maltodextrin every single bloody day and not know why you might be getting ABC symptom. Mm. So, it, and, and as I am in the process now of creating the men's blend, Oh, this is exciting. (laughs) But to be honest, it's it's bloody annoying and long because I'm struggling to find the pure forms of what I want. Like, yes, I want this, but oh my gosh, why do you have to put ingredients Mm -hmm. in there that even though it's organic, Mm -hmm. it's still got stuff in it. So that's what really takes a long time is, is, you know, finding people you can trust and sticking mm. to your gun, like sticking to your truth because, mm. yeah, you just you just have to and don't listen to other people really when you know what is true mm. because I had so many people in the process of that going, no, you need to add something that's going to make it taste better, like a flavour or an emulsifier to make it go in with water easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, well, no, I kept just no, 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 mm-hmm. keep going. And you would come up to roadblocks in the development and it would be like, well, great, okay, I can't do it at all. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have to stop. And then what my superpower during that time was, I guess, is knowing how to nourish myself, but also um, yoga nidra med- meditation really helped. Mm. um so not only was it helpful because I was so sleep deprived because I was a new mom yeah um so that would give me the rest I needed but it would also give me clarity or it would come up with ideas (laughs) in those moments it'd be like aha I know what I need to do (laughs) yeah and so that process you'll sit on it and stew on it for weeks but then it was like yes this is right but also in those moments, <clears throat> I would say to myself, I am healthy, I am energetic, and I am successful. Mm. And I had no idea maybe how powerful that was because each time I would say those words in my little meditation and with my little moment, um, I would really picture it. And I'm sure you're very familiar with all this, but like mm. I would really picture it. Like what is my version of success? What is my version of health? What is my version of energy? What does it look like? And then I would envision it and yeah, it really, really helped during the process. Um, so anyway, moving forward, I fortunately then got to have this blend during my pregnancy with Xander mm-hmm. and also, of course, beyond and before and everything. Yeah. Um, and the the blend now is now enjoyed by, it's definitely not just for postpartum, it can be enjoyed pre, during, after pregnancy by humans, by older grandmas, younger children, men, because a lot of people get like, oh, you know, it's the mother's blend or whatever, but it's like they're foods that we all need and we all want to be nourished by that we are often, even when we're eating a healthy diet, we are sometimes missing some critical foods or nutrients within it. And that's why essentially I was like, this needs to happen because it's annoying to incorporate. Yeah. And it's a lot of time. So it's just the basic human needs, mm. however, a little bit easier. So yeah, don't ever think it's like for Rhonda that's just conceived or something. <laughs> Good name choice. <laughs> you know. And but yeah. 
I'll get to that in a second because I want to go a little bit deeper on the blend. But there was a piece in that because this is why I love people sharing story. And for me, it's like the reason that I created space for this podcast and all that sort of stuff. It's like the intersection between health, consciousness and change. Because for me, it's like ultimately we need to put the power back in everybody else's, like in our own hands, right? It's like we need to be able to make conscious choices around, you know, how we're living. And health is such a big piece in that. But equally, when we are living from a place where there's more vitality and we're experiencing that, it opens us up to our purpose, right? And when I asked you before, like what your medicine is, you started with the foundation, but it's like it's led you into this. And it's like this is what you're like, you're here to nourish the world is how I feel, like how I feel it and see it, right? And not necessarily like doing it for people, but it's like reminding them of the power of food, showing them how they can do it, and then providing the solutions. And for people listening to this, I hope it inspires you in some way, shape or form to look at the things that you're passionate about and that you're being called toward and not necessarily it being about a business because we need, sometimes it's reverse engineered. And so often in the business world, right? Like people go out there and they're like, oh, I want to start a business or I have to have this da 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 da. But it's actually when you're coming from a place of purpose and just going with, I need to create something that's missing, that is so powerful and potent. And I've been fortunate to grow up with parents that have always been entrepreneurs and my mom, especially she's a business coach. So I've had a lot of exposure to this indirectly. Like, you know, for me, it's not something that I've fully embraced yet in my own world, but I've seen it. And the ones that have been most successful as her clients as well are the ones that have vision, passion, and purpose. And listening to this is just like, yeah, that's what it is because then and I'm going to get a little bit deep here for a second, but it's like God creates a way and God being whatever you want to resonate with on that front, the universe, spirit, the divine, whatever it is that is in resonance for you. Like I don't look at it from a religious perspective, but it's like when you're in that place, the mountains get moved and you keep coming back in. And it's like when you are saying about yoga nidra, it's like when the space is quiet and you ask for the solutions or that you're open to the solutions, then it's like, oh, that challenge that seemed like unclimbable before is now, oh, there's actually a potential, you know, you can go this way or you can go that way. And that's how you find the next thing. So I just wanted to highlight that for people that are listening, because it might not also be something that they're used to hearing from you, right? Like nutrition is your jam. And like, that's like, as is motherhood and all that sort of stuff. But I really hope that people can see that too. Like you're living your purpose and that is so powerful. So yeah, I wanted to just take a moment for that. But then secondly, with the blend, right? Because you've chosen very specific nutrients, why those things and why you said earlier on, like we need things to work together. So from my understanding, cofactors, right? It's like nothing works by itself. So can you speak to the way that you have kind of crafted that and why? Yeah. Well, even since its existence, I've learned even so much than what I knew before, before um, just how powerful it's called the synergy of nutrients so Mm. synergy of nutrients means how they work together and they do not work as one it's almost like an example of like think of us humans trying to live completely alone for eternity and we need um people (laughs) 
help. We can't build buildings. We need help. We <laughs> we um, can't reproduce. We need mm. a partner. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like think of it. Yeah, you're needing an army around you. So, for example, like let's think of iron as a main example because mm. I think iron is really popular for so many women. Like iron deficiency, sorry, or yeah. iron concerns. Yeah the current past ongoing so oh gosh I'm trying to think of the way to say this more simply let's go back to the blend mm-hmm. and think about the reasons why they're in there so first of all because I'm going back to your question yeah I knew that I needed like folate iron vitamin c iodine choline zinc probiotics, mm-hmm. <laughs> greens, um, you know, particular greens to help us detox some uh, heavy metals that we don't really want a baby or us to be exposed to. So <laughs> that was the concept. I know what, that we need those things. Mm-hmm. I want them from food so I know that they're going to have what they need, those nutrients can have what they need in order to do their job more efficiently. And so that's when it all came together. So there's folate-rich foods because, as a lot of women know, um, particularly when pregnant, we are immediately told to have folic acid. Um, And then so folate from food is a lot better used within the body and folic folic acid can often be more harmful in someone in Mm. up to 60% of the population. Wow, okay. Yeah. Did you not know this? I knew that, but I didn't realize it was such a high percentage. Yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what that means, I'll just quickly touch on it. Um, and this is also, of course, what fueled the passion because I'm seeing in this moment so many women having babies with tongue ties, mm. um, uh, cleft palates, like those midline birth defects. And, yes, they can still occur even if someone's taking the correct amount of say even natural folate like those sorts of things can happen for maybe even unknown reasons but I'm definitely I'm sure there's reasons Mm -hmm. but so there's tends to be a higher risk when someone is having a lot of folic acid which is typically what's recommended um, of getting like they're higher risk of getting those issues because they're not metabolizing it properly Mm -hmm. um the in short, the better form of this is natural folate from food or methylated folate. So you can get that as a supplement. Um, but anyway, personally, I was like, well, I know, let's figure out the folate rich foods and slap them all together along with everything else we need and off we go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so going back to the synergy of nutrients, so let's talk about iron because a lot of women have found that it's lifted their iron levels yeah. um, and men and children. So the thing is, though, if a practitioner or someone, quote-unquote, educated, looked at the iron content of foraged, sorry about that noise, foraged versus um someone drilling it's probably my husband (laughs) i love it it's nice background music (laughs) um so yeah if they look at the iron content say foraged versus a synthetic supplement you will go oh well i obviously need the synthetic supplement because it's got more iron Mm -hmm. 
the thing is, is what you find is the synthetic supplement that's technically got more iron does not lift someone's levels as well as what iron from food will lift. Mm. So it's this rethinking that needs to occur basically in society because it's evident that it's not actually the bloody iron someone is only needing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine because you would see it so much. Yeah. And so going back to synergy of nutrients in liver, for example, you'll find iron, you'll find its other really helpful cofactors to lift your iron, like vitamin A. Um, copper is another one that's really helpful for lifting someone's iron levels and you do find in raw liver vitamin c which is in forage like freeze-dried yeah um but yeah so you actually find it within that as well so that's another great cofactor and like helps the absorption um in a synthetic iron supplement there's also so much we don't know by the way mm. like we can't forget that we cannot pick it apart completely and know every single thing just yet mm-hmm. there's i'm sure there's thousands of compounds that we have no clue about of why it's more effective mm. and i guess this is it's challenging in a clinical setting yeah. when um people are so conditioned to believe I need to take 200 milligrams of this and blah, 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 blah. Mm. The frustrating thing that I have found um, through being in this space um, is the lack of, um, I guess, confidence in women. Um, they, they're conditioned to believe that their body needs synthetic nutrients or it will not produce a healthy baby. That was literally what a naturopath who you would think would think a little bit differently Mm -hmm. saying online broadcasting to people and bagging out forage saying, well, you can't produce a healthy baby without synthetics. Let's just take that back a notch and realize that you young lady, not you, her (laughs) or anyone, most of us, were produced without synthetics. They are so new. Mm. Like to like put it into perspective, we are still learning about them. Mm. And 30 years ago, it was about 30 to 35 years ago, maybe coming up to 40 years ago, that women were first starting to be pushed to have things like folic acid, for example. we need to realize it's it's very fresh it's very new Mm. and um the other thing is is going well so and so or online said that i have to take a choline supplement or i'm going to get this or my baby's going to get that the thing is is what we don't realize is that that choline supplement could be matched with like two eggs yeah right not kidding it's so frustrating (laughs) hey but no, but like these are the things like it when you put it in such simplified terms, it makes sense. But then it's also just taking a couple of steps further back and what you said about the the woman that you were like, well, it's only been like you were conceived probably without it. But it's like how many generations back knew how to nourish the women that, you know, it's like liver was one of those things, right? It's like you look at some of the more traditional cultures, like that's what women were given because oh the pregnant God. women, you know, that was a priority. Yeah. But it's like yeah. it's and even like kidney, brains, like talk to your parents. And I'm sure they were given as a child 
kidney, brains and liver, yeah. like food in pies and their yeah. wheat was not chemically hybridized like it is today mm-hmm. and they were soaking up the lard from their, you know, the cooking of the roast. They would keep that and they would yeah. cook it. And uh, it's just like, yes, we need to be, if we're not educated today, we will get lost in the matrix and become a statistics. Unfortunately, yeah. it's like we need to be educated today in order to to get mm. away with things. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I, I, completely under, I completely hear that and I completely understand it. And that's why I wanted to give voice to the blend and to the solutions and to your wisdom and insight on this because it's like, again, you don't know what you don't know. And then when you kind of start to look for things, it's also so overwhelming because it's like this this is in conflict with that and that's in conflict with that. And it's like if you don't have a solid place of uh, footing within yourself and an ability for discernment, it becomes it becomes really overwhelming. So it is good to have these conversations that for you are probably like, you know, just a walk in the park these days because it's like you've done it so many times, you've looked at so many things, like you have such a good thorough understanding on these things. But for people that are listening, it's like it actually can be simplified though. Even though it looks really overwhelming, it's like start with the things that are in your direct influence. Look at the the things that we all need, regardless of gender, regardless of whether we're reproducing or not. Like this will benefit everybody. And then from there, it's like you can build on what your individual needs are and the men's blend and the children's blend. I'd love for you to kind of just spend a little bit of time on that because yes, this is great for everybody, but we are slightly different, right? Like, and especially growing bodies, that sort of thing. What is the difference between the children's blend and, you know, the potential men blend, men's blend that is coming? Um, and yeah, like if parents are considering that, why is it so important to nourish these growing bodies early on? Yeah. Okay. Um, the needs of our children can be overwhelming for a parent um, and particularly when it's challenging to get it in them because you cannot put a tube in their arm and expect it to just get sucked in or into the belly. Wouldn't that be I'm great? sure lots of parents are going, yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, so I don't ever want the children's blend to be seen as uh, it has to be had every day like a supplement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah even though it's really handy to do that because you're like, cool, got a few boxes ticked there. Um, It's still to be utilised as food and and just integrate it, you know, as much Mm. as we can. And that's what I love about it. It's tangible. You can put it in anything you like. Um, But the differences. So women particularly need more or like women of um, the age where we're wanting to have babies we need more iodine generally, for example. Okay. And so that comes from kelp. So that was really important to lower that slightly for children. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted to leave space of them, them to be having it elsewhere as well. So I knew like seaweed snacks, for example, were yes. like a huge big thing mm-hmm. and they probably still are. Um, so I was like, well, you know, if like so many children are also having those things, let's just make sure it's in a really beautiful dose, but like yeah. not overdoing it. Yeah. And so that's one thing. But also we know that it's really frustrating those years where they're constantly getting sick yeah. um, because they're building their immune system. They're creating antibodies against viruses, mm-hmm. whatever. So um, I really focused on immune supportive foods as well, like 
elderberry, which is very antiviral. And this was also developed around the COVID time. Um, So how handy was that? (laughs) Yeah, well, I wish it was a bit earlier launched. That would be very helpful. Yes, I bet. But the big talk around then was also quercetin, which is, you know, antiviral, but also like a a really great antihistamine and it can speed up healing. So that's in uh, elderberry is one of the richest sources of that. Awesome. Yeah. So, so have that in there plus a little bit more camu camu. So we've got a little bit more vitamin C for those kitties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also chamomile for if a mum wanted to put it into an ice block mold, then it's great teether sort of oh, remedy. Yep. And then also internally, of course, it's like not only uh, calming to the mind, but also belly. Uh, digestively so yeah they were the changes and also is slightly sweeter um my husband like loves the children's blend yeah like we were at an expo recently and he was trying to give a 30 year old woman the children's blend he's like yeah take the children's blend I'm like babe like I know you like it but like <laughs> nutritionally she needs this one <laughs> hilarious so um but if someone had both for example sometimes what I do if I feel like oh I actually want it maybe mine a little bit sweeter I'll do like a couple of teaspoons blend and a teaspoon of the children's blend I know that cool whatever and if I want that antiviral support as well with the with all those other things yeah very particular so that is that um and then I guess we'll have to talk about the men's blend in future. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, we can't let that one out of the bag right now. Um, <laughs> but just more so, I guess, not the ingredient profile, but like why is it also important to consider men's health? I think because there's been such a push for women's reproductive health, right, particularly like, und- of course, we're the ones carrying the babies, but it's the two to tango. You're not going to create a baby without the men and their health matters. Yes, totally. So um, I, I'm really glad you asked that question. And it literally gives me goosebumps, actually, to be honest, because mm-hmm. as in the beginning when you said um, how you, with any business, you want to take it from the direction of vision and purpose and, like, feeling like you're actually doing something good. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started to research into men's health and uh, a little bit more and even going even more specifically around reproduction, um, you realise it's pretty chaotic and it's pretty doom and gloom for men um, as a general population. It doesn't mean I'm looking at, you know, the men making a change or something like that. Yeah. Um, It is very general and, of course, the median amount. So, for example the sperm count is expected to become by zero by 2045. And that's the median amount. So of course there will be some men with a great sperm count, but some possible, many with zero. That's that's not very far really, 2045. So as I started to look into this, I'm like, holy bejesus, this is needed. Mm. I'm not saying it's just the blend because as I said at the very beginning, there's no one pop wonder. Um, however, it's just a little stepping stone. And and sometimes I look at these blends as like a way of opening someone's eyes too. Mm. Like going, it's just like that little like key unlock of, oh, what else are you going to do? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. possibly. Yeah. And it might yeah. be the yeah. only thing someone does and that's still perfectly great, right? Like mm. 
at least they're doing something and it's something hopefully easy. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things we can do. But for example, men need, um, for, particularly around those times, if, if you want to reproduce, but let me just note, the really important thing is that men's health always matters from baby to older age. Like I'm so annoyed at the fact that there's only a focus on um, health around fertility stages. And it's like, mm. shut up. It's, it's important all the time. Yeah. Um, like my husband's even made comments of like, oh my God, be careful, babe. Don't use this, you know? And then he'll be like, but why? And I'll explain. He's like, but I don't want to have babies. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to have another baby, but yeah. <laughs> but the, the fact that you even say that, right? Like it, it's a naivety and something that I have personally experienced, right? Like I had, issues with my cycle after I came back off the pill when I was like 20, 21. And my cycle didn't come back naturally for like six and a half years. And I was told all of these things by the doctors. Like I only saw maybe three GPs and they all wanted to refer me on that. Go back on the pill or you could have hormone replacement therapy. Mm. And I was like, this is a 21 year old. I was bodybuilding at the time. And I was like, forget it. That sounds terrible idea. I didn't want babies at the time. So in my mind, I'm going, huh, not having a period, whatever, not a big deal. But hormone health is so interlinked with good health, right? And the fact that you brought that up, like the way that we view it, it's like, oh, only when we're wanting to conceive are hormones considered important or only when we're wanting to conceive is our overall vitality considered important. But it's only from personal experience that I can see I did get my natural cycle back by itself. It's very regular. It has been ever since I've got it back now. Forage actually did play a role in that. So just FYI. (laughs) Um, As with a couple of other things, but it's like, yeah, understanding that and being like the conversations we're having, and that's why I feel like I flag that, the conversations that we're having with one another around our health, whether it's with our partners or just with people that, you know, good friends of ours or just in community, it's like we've got to start shifting that conversation as well and I like that you brought that up and that you actually said that you know that you say that to him because it's like those dialogues actually also create the beliefs and that they have the potentiality to create the behaviors at such a subtle level but it's like it's those it's those micro moments that actually have the biggest impact because it's we're stopping and pausing going like oh why am I actually saying that that's not important or why am I actually doing those things yeah exactly or why don't I care it's another oh. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is like a, that's like a, that's like a, like you're walking into the wall. It's like, oh, that one you can't avoid. Why don't I care? Yeah, exactly. That, and then yeah. going and digging deep, like, okay, no, 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 but why? Mm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so that's, that's one huge thing for me is, not only reflecting on how we can support our children, but also from what's going on in the world and how men's health is looking, but mm-hmm. also reflecting on, yeah, well, we've got to support ourselves now. So we're a great older age too. So um, yeah, I guess the results around reproduction and sperm health and sperm count, et cetera, and testosterone levels is really it's great to read online around that reproduction time but it does give a reflection of what's going on for all men really so yeah and the thing is is what we need to see from that is go go well okay if we if all that is being affected then what is their mental health looking like Mm. what is their energy looking like 
what is their muscle mass and not I'm not talking about physique I'm talking about just health like what's yeah. their muscle mass looking like um etc so that's all I, I think mental health there is probably the most profound one and motivation and drive yeah um so yes there are more important or other important nutrients that men need for those times to help their health mm-hmm. so for example typically we would love more zinc we would love some antioxidants and a variety of organ meats for say coq10 levels yeah um, then there's also some other medicinal foods that can be had to help regulate hormones. And the list is endless there really to help regulate, like bring it up, bring it down. Um, and then so, but really foundationally, as we know, like sunshine, real food, mm. more antioxidants, which you'll probably achieve from eating real food, yeah. less crap that interfere with um the health of us so inflammation creating inflammation etc could go on forever but um yeah so those foundational things are like key uh i can't not highlight endocrine disruptors because that is just huge so men using like not that the blend will provide the inability for a man to use them but like (laughs) cologne um perfumes just like shitty body washes like um, then I find men, particularly my husband, it took him a while to, I would just find them, I'd rip them out of the car. Those things that make your car smell nice. Those oh, things, the air fresheners. Disgusting. Like they're not they nice. They're terrible, but you're right. It, yes. it, it's like a, it is. Yeah, because they have so much pride in their yeah. possession. <laughs> I will generalize. It's a boy thing, a man thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure we some would like to make their car smell nice but like yeah, but I feel like we've got other options we can use essential oils like we've got like we can kind of work around it yeah they're like just like the whatever's there they'll take <laughs> so that's that's exactly what you said like whatever's there they'll take the easy route right yeah. and so there's a lot of easy routes out in the world today and the easy routes are typically um what getting them what are catching them off guard mm-hmm. and not realizing the health implications that it's having so that whether that be food or the products they're using or what they're drinking except what they're breathing in mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's just taking again that step back and reflecting and going whoa okay I've just been sucked into society's norm mm-hmm. um, that we need to reevaluate and actually look at that as abnormal rather than normal mm-hmm. and realize that none of this existed 50 to 100 years ago and go from there yeah no <laughs> and, this, and that's the ripple effect because then it's also there's something that they'll start to communicate to their own inner circles and this sort of thing and it's like normalizing those conversations as well because women we do tend to lead these conversations and particularly when we, we are having families right like it's primarily something we gravitate toward, like considering the health of our babies, considering the health of our families, like we are more inclined to do that kind of research. To that note, go for it. On that note, yes, women have become like that. I don't feel like we were. I feel like there's this, in the last few years, there's been a very strong awareness for women of becoming aware that they can have a period without pain or they should have a period mm. without pain. Yeah, um, or they should have a better cycle, or they mm-hmm. shouldn't experience um, the PMS or emotional disturbances that they do. 
So we, yes, the movement we have created has had profound impacts on women's health and it's been really incredible for us to make better decisions Um, and just the awareness of, oh, my gosh, I can feel better, Mm -hmm. finding answers and digging deeper. However, for men, I feel like it's still really silenced. Like you said, like I feel like, yes, these conversations need to start to be had sorry you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) they need to be had more regularly because men's health is just as important yeah and and we have done the work for us we start doing the work for them yeah and that's the team right it's a symbiotic nature and I feel like that's kind of where we're wanting to take that conversation it's like it's not one is better than the other. It's like because we've now got a better foundation for us, it's also like we need to help bring them to a place where they're getting that experience as well. And that that kind of like opens up the whole conversation around masculine and feminine, but we won't do that today. But it's just like understanding how that symbiotic relationship actually comes from that place because it's not something that they've been taught and not something that's considered normal. And that's also not, necessarily a good thing as you alluded to before but it it is we're coming to a place where that harmony is being asked to be restored and health is a really big piece in that so I'd just like to know if there's anyone listening like trying to conceive or going to have babies like what we also need to understand is that there's been studies to show that in um infertile or what they would call infertile couples Mm -hmm. coming to make create a solution 50% 50% of the issue is men and 50 to 50% is women. So it's actually an equal part in creating the child, of course, but often it's only the women that are looked at, like, oh, we're not conceiving, let's look into the women's health. Yes. Me together because the men's, um, they're contributing 50% potentially of that issue. Like 50% mm. of the time it is the men with the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's not something that you consider until I guess you're in that situation. So it's like this conversation is given so much, but it's it there's solutions and there are simple things that you can do. And it's also that working as a team, right? It's like and for communities everywhere, it's like it's us working as a team. It's not one or the other. Both are needed, both are important. And then also how we're influencing, impacting and nourishing the next generation because ultimately they're going to carry the baton of anything that we haven't addressed and everything that we have addressed because we're giving them a head start in so many ways when we are able to do that for them so you know and then I guess um yeah you guys have a unique relationship in the sense that you're also in business and all those sorts of things whilst raising kids whilst doing this whilst doing that but if there's anything that um you'd like to give us a a kind of a final takeaway for people we've briefly touched on hormones and that sort of thing um, but all of the stuff that you've alluded to, and the only reason I quickly bring this up now is just because we had a few questions around hormones, but all the foundation stuff leads to that is my feeling. And I'd love for you to kind of add anything that you feel would be beneficial there. But yeah, what is the final closing that you would like people or to give people in terms of some of the things that we've touched on? And um, yeah, then just where people can find you and that sort of stuff. Okay, definitely. So as we said, the foundational steps are super important. Um, clean water, real food, consuming your fats and not being fearful of them, mm-hmm. butter, lard, tallow, eggs, the pork crackle, etc. It's all beautiful for you. doesn't need to be feared. 
all of that in itself is so important for your hormones. Um, and then, of course, even just the simple things of grounding. But I say it's simple, but it's not simple for some people. I just don't find the time for it. So it's about prioritizing. Okay, let's let's connect with the earth. Let's see the sun. Let's actually look at my nervous system as my own baby and mm. start really reading its cues so I know when to pull back or pull back in or um, or start listening a little bit more deeply because your stress levels have huge impact on your hormones, like huge, profound. But also same, of course, with like inflammatory foods and sugar, et cetera. So if um, someone needs more support, I mean, honestly, even just because we've talked about it, foraged, like that has had such a beautiful impact on people's hormones. It's brought people's period back that they had missing for years. It's made their cycle, the 28 day cycle. It's, it's made it painless. It's, you know, it's done so many amazing things. So there's something else that they could easily implement um, to help support them among, uh, like along if they're ready to embark on some foundational steps, because I don't know what these women are doing outside of foraged. Like they might not be doing any of those foundational steps, but they're doing that and it's helping. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I'm a testament to it, right? Like I know that it works because I've used it. <laughs> I had those, I had that exact issue. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just one thing. Of course, there's so many things that can be done. But the next thing is, is of course, bringing your whole body back into balance. Um, so I know you, you mentioned that, some testing was asked. Like, oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for so, reminding me. <laughs> personally, I love the ability. Yes, it costs more than going to a doctor, but if you want to skip the chance of having to go, go to a doctor and get your results sent to you immediately, iScreen.com. Mm-hmm. Screen, as in like screen, not ice cream that you eat. Yeah. <laughs> With and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so you can order some testing on there. That So there's the woman's wellness check, I believe it is, or like the woman's platinum check, well check, well platinum check, something like that, um, that you can order online, print it out, or email it to your pathology, go in, get your bloods done, and off you go, and you'll get a really good reading of where you're at. I would suggest adding iodine to that, and I would suggest – if you're not doing the full check, then do make sure you get thyroid antibodies checked because women are just more at risk of that. So, and you get this sent to you and it allows you to have your health in your own hands um, by going, oh my gosh, I had no idea I might need to see the sun more. My vitamin D is quite low. Oh, I had no idea my body was craving some more, more zinc. I'm going to either eat copious amounts of oysters or liver or eat more meat in general. Um, activate pumpkin seeds, cool, whatever, I've got to do that. Or do I need a like a really good quality high supplement for now until I really support myself and then make sure I'm also having the food sources along with that too, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just gives you like a little bit more guidance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that would be about hormones. And did I go off track? <laughs> no you only went off track a little bit because I had sent you that question before we jumped on and you remembered so <laughs> it wasn't off track but for anybody that's listening briefly ask me if there was anything that we needed to touch on and we had a few questions coming particularly around hormones but also yeah any pathology and testing that Sheridan would recommend so that's why she brought that question up um so I hope that that was helpful for whoever asked it but yeah that 
those are the main things. But yeah, in closing, if you have anything that you want to finish on for people and then where can they find you? And I know there's going to be people listening that'll be like, how do I book in a consult? But I'm pretty sure you're not doing one-to-one consulting at the moment, or maybe you are. I don't know. Can you also, yeah, just touch on those things and then, yeah, that will be us for today. Amazing. Okay. So yes, I know this chat has been quite overwhelming because we've like talked about 7 million different things. Um, Which people are used to from me here, by the way, because it's like we're in here forever. <laughs> but like, you know, all really important. And I really hope people have like gained something from it, even if it's just the penny drop moment of awareness and like maybe listening in or just taking the first step, the first step. So just don't feel stressed and overwhelmed by it all. Just take, maybe it might even be tomorrow's first mouthful might be a little bit different. Yeah. Or maybe you'll make a purchase online today that might make your water a bit cleaner. Mm. Um, it's just those little things that will add up and soon you will see your life or your overall um, life as being maybe where you feel like you want it to be. Mm. So don't be overwhelmed. Just take the action. <laughs> like the difference between myself and whoever's listening is just that action has been taken. Mm. So that would be one thing. And where they can find me is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram is where I play definitely way more than anywhere else. So Sherrod yeah. enjoy. Yeah, a lot of recipes on there. Scroll there, make something delicious, learn something new if you want to. Otherwise, forageforyou.com um, is that. And uh, consultations, I'm not actually consulting right now, but hopefully, going to you know have the ability to do that soonish, uh, mm-hmm. so I can support people more individually. Yeah, and and yeah. So thank you so much for listening in and hearing my voice for so bloody long. <laughs> Hey, it was all of value. So I so appreciate you taking the time and you being here. I know, again, with kids and business and all the rest of it, that, yeah, it is a lot taking time out of your calendar for these sorts of things. So it's really, really appreciated. I hope that everybody that was listening in was able to take something away from it. And you know, the invitation is always take what resonates and leave the rest. But yeah, thank you so much. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in on another episode of Together We Rise, the podcast. I am so incredibly grateful for those of you that tune in. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, if you got value out of it, I would be so appreciative if you would hit like, subscribe and share um, and even rate the show because that just helps get it out. It helps get it into more spaces and places and yeah, we can't do it without you. So as the podcast says, together we rise and my gratitude and appreciation for you.